Welcome to Complete Edition, the podcast between a PlayStation Trophy Hunter and an Xbox Achievement Hunter. This is episode 41. I'm your host, Compulsive Nerd, and I'm joined by AJ. How are you doing, AJ? I'm doing well. I'm feeling a little tired, which I'm not really sure why. Like, I've not I've not done much um, today <laughs> or this weekend uh, in general. We have today off as well, which is nice in the UK. So that's cool. We're recording on a Monday, so. Yeah, and usually... For my work schedule, I, I have Mondays off and soon I'll have school. So this like Monday through Friday, is going to be really tough, like eight to four. But like I've been I went to the gym early this morning because like I have some bad time management issues and <laughs> and I'm getting out. I'm like going to the gym at like I'm sleeping in. I go to the gym at like 10 and then I'm coming out at like 1130 and I got to eat. And then after I eat, I have to go like get ready for class or I take a nap or something. And it's just like I, I kind of want to live more. So I'm like trying, I got up earlier, went to the gym, came home, like cleaned my apartment and just have been like staying on top of things, trying to be better at time management. You know what I mean? Cause like, I j- it's just like gaming has almost fallen out because of, because of how bad my time management is. And so right. I'm, I'm actually getting much better and I'm in a very good swing right now. And that's like so exciting to talk about. Cause like I got one, two, three, four games to talk about, which is pretty good. So, yeah, and the the busier you are, the more important the time management stuff becomes, you know. So. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I've been picking up extra shifts and stuff because I, I like during school I don't know how much time I'll have to like work, so I'm just like really, really crunching on time. And I'm surprised that I got four games in in that time. But I did, I did get COVID, so I was like stuck at home for a bit. So that sucked. <laughs> but yeah, how how are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm staying on top of things. Like I said, I'm just really trying to get get ready for school. Dude, I start in June. So this isn't something that's like going to be far away. It's like it's next month. Like I start yeah. it like soon. And so yeah, this I year got, has gone so fast. It's crazy. Yeah, dude. And I feel like I'm falling behind on games. Like I haven't finished Resident Evil 4, but oh man, I'm close. I, I'm not close to Platinum at all, but I'm close. I'm close to finishing it. I'm on Chapter 14, but we're going to talk about that later. I'm super fucking pumped about it. How are you doing, dude? Oh, in terms of in terms of life, uh pretty pretty well, I think. Things are things are going well. I've started some I can't talk about it, which is annoying for a podcast, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, there's some exciting stuff in terms of work right now that that's nice. And yeah, I've been taking some time off since I passed my first year um, of my PhD. So took a few days off. That's been nice. Played a ton of video games, which has been good. Got like really back into games. I think I've played nine games since the last time we spoke. Holy shit, let's go, dude. That's awesome. (laughs) Five completions. So nice. uh, Yeah, a lot, but it's, uh, it's been good. It's been, some of the gaming has been fantastic, actually, which I'm really happy about. And yeah, watch some films as well. It's been nice. It's been nice to just like have room to breathe and like take things slow again for a bit. So it's nice. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of awesome that we're both like getting back into gaming at the same time. I just was really out of it for a second. And it's not like I wasn't trying to game. It's just like I'd sit down like whenever I started going to the gym. My body just was like, nah, 
you just you just used all your energy. There's nothing left. So it'd be napping a lot. I'd sit down in my recliner, kick back and be like, it's game time, conked out. You know what I mean? Like I'm just gone. And it was just it was really interrupting all gaming for me. So it's good to be like in an energetic state and be in a place where I'm like, I've got everything done. I can play games today. Just do nothing else. Like I'm same for tomorrow, man. Besides recording, like I've set the next two days just off, man. I have nothing to do. Well, I have a dentist appointment tomorrow morning, but like after that, it's like all games all day. And uh, I can't wait to talk about it. Let's uh, let's jump into some games, dude. Uh, tell me what you've been playing because I'm super curious. I've actually been seeing you on Discord and there's a lot of things in there. I'm like, wow, he's playing that now? Oh, shit, yeah. that's awesome. So I'm really excited. So if we're going to go chronologically, uh, the thing I left off on last time was Resident Evil 4, I think. Yes, okay. Um, so I, so we could we could talk about that because you've been playing it as well. Yes, dude, let's talk about it. Let's um, talk about it. So I've completed it. I've got all the achievements. Uh, it's great. I really like it. Um, I think I decided, I remember last time I said that I wasn't sure if I liked the remake or the original more. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been like, obviously as with all these remakes, there's always that like discourse, you know, that's one of like oh, the yeah. big, I don't know. I don't know if debate is maybe too strong a word for it, but you sort of have to decide if you see the two games equally or one superior to the other or just enjoy one more. I think I like the original more than the remake, but it's very slight. Like, I think it's like the difference between like a 9.5 and a 10 for me. Like it's really close and both are fantastic. It's odd because to some extent you kind of like, if you're remaking a game and then the remake isn't as good as the original, then it, it kind of feels like, you could maybe interpret that as like a failing on the remake's part. Um, yeah. But I feel like if the remake is different and updated enough, it kind of, I don't know, it, it does matter, but it doesn't make it a bad experience because it's so difficult to improve on something that, I mean, it's kind of by definition impossible to improve upon something that's considered by many to be a masterpiece right so yeah dude that's what i was just thinking it's like when you go from a great game and you might remake a game and then all of a sudden it becomes like good so you're instead of being a great game this remake is just good it's like it's not doesn't make it bad it just doesn't hold up to like the original masterpiece of of greatness you know yeah so that that's sort of yeah i feel a bit conflicted in that sense I, I mentioned before, I feel like the remake does some things better and some things worse. I think the... It's weird. So, some of the remake is streamlined. There's rooms and areas in the original game that aren't in the remake. And in some... I was thinking about it. I don't have, like, a full comprehensive list in my head, but there was somewhere I was like, oh, it's good that they took out this room. And then there's somewhere I'm like, oh, but it kind of sucks that they took out this other area. Like I like the part in the original resident evil four. There's a part where you get chased by an L well, there's a part where you have a crossroads and you can either go like left and fight or or left or right. And you, one way you fight, I think the chainsaw sisters and the other way you fight a second L gigante and the gigante like follows you and you can like shoot down like a boulder on him. And, and none of that stuff is in the remake. And I, I quite like that area. There's like a room in the castle where one of the uh, zombies can get on like a 
a Gatling gun. Uh, that room is really annoying in the original. So I'm kind of like glad they took that out. So there's a lot of things like that when I was reflecting on it where I was sort of like, there's some stuff that I'm like, this is better. There's some stuff where I'm like, I wish they included that, but they didn't. And then on the whole, I felt like it was pretty even. There's a part, again, like it's such minor differences. There's a part towards the end of RE4 Remake where you uh, have like a forced walking section. You know, like where you have to walk slowly and like story stuff happens. That's not in the original game. And it's really annoying on... Well, really annoying is an overstatement. It's slightly annoying. And if you're replaying the game a lot, which you have to do for the completion, and also Resident Evil games are great to, to replay... They're, they're highly replayable in general, which is one of the things I, I really like about the series. When you're replaying the game, that like slow walking section becomes annoying because you're like everything yeah. else is just like action, action, action. And so then when you have like this story segment, it's like I wish I could skip it specifically for when you're replaying the game and trying to get like S ranks and stuff like that. So there's like there's there's just I don't know small issues for me like that that take away from the experience slightly. The combat stuff is... I really like the parry with the knife. Yeah, I think dude. that's awesome. Saved I, me a couple times. But I really don't like the changes to the Red Nine, and I don't like that the pistols don't have a laser sight by default that they have that like shrinking crosshair thing i don't like i don't like that and i feel like they did it probably to so you're much more like so with the stuff with the knife balancing in this like the knife being more powerful and versatile and i don't know movement being a bit more fluid I feel like they and like moving and shooting and things. I feel like they were like, okay, so we have to remove the pinpoint accuracy of the laser sight in order to like compensate for the new abilities that Leon has. But for me, I, I just felt like it was a bit more, I don't know, less cool, less uh, of a power fantasy, less, less fun to use the pistols compared to the original. Uh, but specifically the Red Nine, it felt sort of a bit more unwieldy it's still great it was still my go-to pistol for all of my playthroughs of the remake but i prefer it in the original i think so yeah it's it's very slight differences that i'm just like sort of uh some improvements some steps forward and some steps back but overall i prefer the original just in terms of playing it and replaying it i think i think the remake's more mature than the original as well which i think so a big criticism of resident evil 4 for people that didn't like it when it came out or didn't like it as much as what came before was that it's sort of a bit too goofy and a bit too like in on the joke kind of and i don't know self-aware perhaps and a bit too like silly people were like i feel like because it's not particularly scary as well i feel like the remake sort of it's still a bit goofy and a bit silly but it kind of moves away from that a little as well i would say the remake is a little bit more scary than yeah the the original for sure because like there's been times where i like i'm like oh god jesus like (laughs) 
yeah, it feels like it's it's um it's trying to be a bit more mature and but it, it's again it's like a trade-off where it's like I still don't think it's very scary, so I don't think it really works in terms of that I don't think it's it's necessarily worth the sacrifice because I feel like the original is just a lot more fun and it's kind of having fun with itself, which I understand that some people find annoying and didn't like about the original, but for me, I really did enjoy that. So yeah, I I think I talked before about the story stuff with that. I felt like I didn't like Leon as much, but I liked, I like Ashley a lot more in the remake. I think she's just way better a character in the remake. So there's stuff like that where it's like some characters are better, some are worse. So yeah, that's kind of a, a rambling, I don't know, mess of thoughts on the game. But I really, really enjoyed it. In terms of the completion, uh, you have to do a lot of playthroughs. They made the completion easier because you can get the hand cannon from Mercenaries now, whereas you used to have to do a run on Professional, I think, Professional A rank or... No, it was like Professional without... It was like... Yeah, it was Professional non-New Game Plus or like non... Uh, special weapons that you had to do. So that's easier, but you still have to do a lot of playthroughs. I think my final playtime, it says, is 88 hours, which Whoa, I've probably left it idle for a bit, to be honest. But yeah, I, my first playthrough was super thorough, and then the successive ones were pretty quick. Then I was also recording content for mercenaries trying to get S+, S++, ranks and and making some guides for them so i don't think it will fully take people that long but it's a big completion it's uh probably one of the harder recent resident evil completions but it's a lot of fun dude that's the thing is like i've been contemplating with myself like am i gonna get this completion or am i not but i'm gonna i'm not done trophy hunting it like i'm about to have my in my first run and it's not gonna be like wow i don't want this completion so i'm just gonna throw it aside it's like I'm going to go for it. But man, I started on hardcore after we talked last time because I was like, man, that that intro where it's like it you're choosing the difficulties. is like, if you played the original, this is the difficulty for you. And it's like I was getting my ass handed to me in the village and I just couldn't do it. I was like, you yeah, know, I'm not going to I'm not going to do this right now. So I just dropped it back down to standard. And I've been playing through on standard. And then I also just got bored and I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I am going to get the hand cannon and I did. So I got it and I've been going around and having so much fun with that stupid gun. But like, I just, I'm like, I'm going to have to do a professional run. Like that's going to be really hard for me. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. You don't have to. Um, oh, well you, you do, but you can do it with the infinite rocket launcher. Oh, okay. Oh, well that, so it's fine. that would it be It doesn't a lot. feel like yeah. professional. That would be a lot. Because, I mean, I was just like, man, I don't know how I'm going to get through this village on professional, like, with a new game. Like, it's just going to be nothing. I'm just going to have no upgrades or anything. It should be... Yeah, professional isn't... If you use all of the, like... You can get, like, infinite ammo submachine gun, the, like, Chicago-type writer. You can get that infinite ammo. You can get the rocket launcher infinite ammo. Professional is easy if you do that. Professional also isn't too bad. Like, I was... I think Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6 Professional, you basically die in one hit to anything. In RE4, it's more lenient, and it was in the original as well. But I'd say Professional in this is harder than Professional in the original RE4 because the original RE4 never had hardcore. 
So hardcore in this was kind of like professional in that. Like it's weird the the difficulties don't match up with the original basically. But prof- the the achievement or trophy to do professional isn't very hard purely because you can do it with the rocket launcher or uh, the Chicago typewriter. Well, you know what's exciting. So I think the next playthrough I'm going to do is going to be the knife only, pistol only playthrough. Okay. And, and I think that that one's going to be fun. I think that one's going to be really tough. Like it's going to be one of the toughest playthroughs, I think. But um, on top of that, I am nine out of what, 12 of the uh, shooting ranges S ranked. So yep. I feel very good about that. The last three are a little bit hard because there's like four weapons that you can switch between. And I'm not really sure what the tactic is. I tried to do it by myself without a guide first. And I got a a and then b on the last one the very very last one and so i'm like oh shit i might just look up a guide and try to yep. try to see if i can replicate what people i've made do. one if you uh if you if you want it i'm down i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it because <laughs> um, like i really want because if i could get that trophy today and then i don't have to worry about that for my next playthroughs you know what i mean like it's yeah. over you know what annoys me about uh first of all the guides that i made but secondly playing the game in general there was a um there was a a glitch in the original. So when this game came out on Xbox, there was something fucked up about the dead zones on the thumbsticks and the aim acceleration. And it's oh, hard yeah. to explain. Like you need to have a controller in your hand to like feel it. You talked um, about this last time. Yeah. And then they, they patched it like right when I was done with the game and it's like, Oh, oh great. Fine. God. Like, like I'm glad you did. And it kind of annoyed me more because I, I think I was still playing mercenaries at the time. And it was like, I load the game up and I'm like, the aiming is so much easier. And it's like, I've already got like all the achievements basically. And, and now like, oh, the aiming's easier. Like, great. Like it made uh, the shooting ranges harder because so, because you know, you know me, I'm a, a masochist. The, uh, I was going for all of the like skull tokens as oh, well no, and man, going I for like at least S plus on everything. Because my perspective was when I make the guides, I want them to be like, even if you like mess up a little, you still get like the S rank basically. So it's like easier to follow because it's like, then you don't have to like copy me exactly. You can like, you can be like most of the way there and you'll still That's get why the you're S-rank. such a damn good guide maker because some guide makers are just like, you have to fucking do this perfectly or you can't even do this. And it's like, if you give that leeway and you're like, this is the tactic to, for like the really good one. And then you're going to get what you need by doing that, you know? That's such yeah, exactly. good guide making. I mean, th- well, thank you, but I mean, it's like, um, yeah, there, there's some guides that annoy me where they'll like, they'll like do something on like the last possible millisecond, and you're trying to follow it, and you're like, okay, well, I fucking like, like, how am I supposed to do this, right? Like, <laughs> find a and, different and video. a lot of the time, it's like a bad method too, because it's like if if they just did it another way, there wouldn't be that like stress. But they basically have just like recorded their like one run where they get the achievement or the trophy. Like they just do it once, and then once they do it, they just upload that. They're like, oh yeah, that's it. Whereas for me, a lot of those S rank guides. I'll get the S rank on like my like third attempt or whatever. And then afterwards, that's not the version that goes in the video. Then I'm getting like S plus or S plus plus or whatever. And then like the, the best run out of those is, is the one that goes up and the one that's easiest to follow and makes the most sense. So yeah, it, it's kind of something that's annoyed me when I was following guides. So, so when I wanted to make them, it's like, I want to actually do it properly, I guess. But yeah, I did the, so I did my first run on hardcore. Then I did a run on assisted 
uh, without using a healing item, without talking to the merchant, and with only knives and handguns. So I combined that in one playthrough. That's what I'm going to do. And it was okay. Then after that, I did professional with the rocket launcher. Um, so to get the infinite ammo rocket launcher, what you need to do as well is you can do that assisted run on New Game Plus, and you want to like build up as much money as possible. Like you still want to get a lot of the treasures because you need. I think it's like I don't know how 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 much it is exactly, but you need a certain amount of money to get the infinite rocket launcher like in in the game it's like at the last merchant of the the game basically you can buy it from him oh shit you don't get it through like the menu you know like through the unlockables yeah. menu you get it through the actual merchant at the end whoa so i need, had no idea yeah so you, you want to save up you can look it up as well there'll be like a wiki or what well, i just don't remember the number off the top of my head but you need like one hundred and fifty thousand or something to wow. Uh, to pay for it so you want to save up for that and then also you want to save up because there's an achievement to obtain all weapons and for that you have to have every weapon in your inventory at least once on one save file so you have to have enough to buy everything so you might need to do like a if you if you mess it up you'll need to do like a partial next playthrough if you really mess it up and a weapon that you're missing is like a late game weapon then you might need to go through the game again as well so there's kind of optimization you want to do for the completion the other thing that annoyed me maybe they've patched it i'd hope so but they probably haven't when you complete hardcore with an s plus rank which is a trophy or achievement uh you don't get the achievement for completing it on standard with an s rank with an s plus rank so you have to do separate playthroughs for those which is kind of annoying because i did it for hardcore first and then i was like well that should unlock everything, but it doesn't. So, yeah, you have to do another playthrough after that for both hardcore S plus and standard S plus. Yeah, I'm like, I, I pulled up a guide just because I've been kind of following one, and the second playthrough is exactly what you said. You know, like, don't. It's the combine the don't go to the, go to the merchant and uh, pistol and knives only and all that. So that's probably what I'll do and. I, I, I didn't even know about you had to like put the uh, the weapons in your inventory. So that's like good information because now I have to think about that. But when you were talking about the infinite rocket launcher, is that like, can I get that at the end of the first playthrough? Um, or is it the yes. end of one, one of the playthroughs? Like yeah, specific, it unlocks. Specific one. No, it, you, you can get it at the end of your first playthrough, but I don't know if you'll have enough money for it. Okay. So if you do it in the... It, what what I did, I remember I saved up a lot of money in my second playthrough, which was the assisted handgun, knife only, no healing item, no merchant. Because if you do... So you might as well save up money on the no merchant run because you can't sell anything anyway, right? Yeah, right. So you're going to build up tons of money because you're just going to get loads of treasures in your inventory because you can't sell any of them. So... It makes sense to get it at the end of that playthrough. Does that carry over? Uh, what do you to new game plus? plus yeah. So yeah. If, if yeah, so if you were to like, I have a bunch of treasures in my inventory right now, and if I don't sell them, they'll carry over to a new game plus. Uh, no, you should sell them at the at the end. So okay, what so what I, you that's can what I thought that's what I thought selling them at the end. So so what you can do is you can save your game at the last typewriter. Yeah. Then you can beat the final boss, beat the game, get the achievement for no merchant, 
reload the save, save sell all of your oh, treasures, buy all the stuff genius. you need. All right. <laughs> Shit. That's the, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. That's genius. Yeah. I, I, I get the problem that you're alluding to is that if you build up all these treasures, but you can't talk to the merchant, then like, how do you get the money? That That's how you get the money. Yeah. Know? Cause I, I could have sworn like with one of the guides, it was like, when you get to the final uh, merchant, like sell everything you have, cause it won't carry over. And so I was like, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> like I'll do yeah, that. Just, just do a save that you can then reload yeah. once the trophy for not, Go into the merchant pops, yeah. then you'll be good. All right. Okay. So that's really good to know. All right. And that's it. I mean, I guess I'll be just keep working on on that. Yeah. Where are you week. at with in in RE4 remake? I'm I'm on chapter fourteen, and I actually was really excited last night because I have twenty two out of however many trophies are in it. I didn't thirty nine. Thirty nine. So, I mean, I'm doing pretty good in terms of like getting the amount of trophies that I've been getting on my very first playthrough. And so I feel good about it. Um, I earned like seven last night. And when that happened, I was like, damn, I am like marching through this game. So I am, I think it's 16 chapters long and I will be probably, I will beat it today, which is awesome because I don't know if you do this, but it's for, for me, I'm very spoiler sensitive. I think you know that. And it's like, I want to watch YouTube videos like, I know Nakey Jakey released a video about Resident Evil 4. Donkey did a v- Resident Evil 4. Like, Honest Game Trailers did a Resident Evil 4. And I'm like, I don't, I will not watch any of these until I've seen the last cutscene because I just don't want to. <laughs> like, I just don't want to. So, I'm going to get through that and that'll be really nice to where I can just like roam YouTube spoiler free, even though I, it's a remake, but still, I just don't like to see games before I'm done with them. It's like fresh eyes or something. But, anyways, uh, I'm, yeah, man, I'm just marching through it, like really, really into it. I, I'm having such a good time and I haven't even thought about what I'm going to play next because I'm so focused on it. Like it, it's a really, really fun game. So I'm curious how I'll, I'll be because like the S the S rank stuff, I have a feeling I'm going to fuck up and I'm going to have to do an extra playthrough. I just already feel it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, for me, I got very immersed in into it. And then, yeah, the... Uh... But I would say by the end, I was kind of like happy to be done with it as well, which I don't know if that's like a bad sign for people, but because so I really love Resident Evil 4, but even I think even with the amount I had to do back to back in terms of playthroughs, I was like, okay, like, I'm glad this is done. Like, I, I love you, but I'm glad like I can walk away now for a bit. I, right? I think like, that it goes like that for everyone, because I mean, when you replay a game back to back to back, like six seven eight times so ever however many you did hopefully just six but i think i think it was like five maybe five okay yeah see because i saw like record like lowest minimum playthroughs is six for a completion and i was like damn dude that's a lot and this is a longer resident evil it's not short so yeah um i was like that's why that was like the, one of the biggest reasons i was like oh am i gonna get the completion but you know what i can do if if i get burnt out like maybe on my fourth playthrough or something, I can go play Jedi Survivor or something and then come back. And yeah, like play. True. Yeah, like just pick up some other game and come back to it later. But yeah, it's always dangerous for me because that's yeah, it's so much harder to come back to a game partially finished. I find for me personally, I don't know, especially especially in gameplay heavy games. I don't know, but it it depends on the game. I think. 
I'm curious it, after I finish it, do you th- are you able to lower the difficulty? Cuz like I'm what playing mean, on for new game plus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm playing. Yeah. I'm playing on standard, and I'm like, if I want to do that pistol only, knife only run. Yeah, you select the difficulty when oh, you cool. start. Then I'm gonna do. A, I am gonna do assisted. Yeah. Do you? Uh, when weapons are fully upgraded, do you have to fully upgrade them again in the next playthrough? Uh, no. Awesome. Uh, hell yeah, because I fucking I maxed out the uh, the black tail, and I maxed out the hand cannon because I really like both of those pistols. Well, the hand cannon isn't really a pistol, right? No, it's a cannon. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's a revolver, but yeah. It takes takes magnum ammo. Yeah. But I I have infinite ammo on it. I bought the ticket in chapter 7, I think. Oh, nice. So I don't have to worry about ammo at all. Cool. It's It's been actually... That's a really cool part is like you're talking about the money and I'm like, dude, I have so much money. All I do is sell rifle ammo, shotgun ammo, and pistol ammo all the time because I have infinite ammo on them. Yeah, mercenaries the- was easier than the shooting ranges, which is oh odd, yeah, right? it's surprising. I, I marched right through them, right through them. Didn't even yeah. like I didn't watch a video. I just went right through them, and I was like, well, I got them done. Yeah, what's weird is there's like a massive gap between. So like the S rank's quite easy to get, and then S plus plus is like, like the gap between S plus and S plus plus is like huge. It's like the difference between like, it's something like 300,000 points and like Jesus. a million points or something. Like you, you have to jump up like a huge amount to get S++. Why? <laughs> but it sounds fun though. Like it, it's, it sounds like a fun thing to try. Yeah, it was good. I got S++ in uh, the, the, like, the village and the castle. And then for the third one, I just couldn't be bothered. I was like, fuck, fuck this. The, for the <laughs> island one. Uh, the island is still the worst area of the game, I think. But I think so. It's fine. Dude, it's I'm, just I classic Resident I... Evil, right? The like last area is always the worst part. Absolutely. And dude, and that's the thing is like I'm all I'm like right there. That's where I'm at now. Like I finished with Salazar, so I'm just like, well, here we go. <laughs> you know, to the end. But, yeah, let's talk about some other games. Okay, so, Minecraft Legends. Oh, I, shit, I was seeing ads for this, and I was like, I was like, do I want to play that? <laughs> I got the game early, which was nice. Um, it's okay. I feel like it's not for me. Like, it, it's for, like, a, I don't know, a different audience, I guess. It's odd, though, because it's, like children f- like child focused but uh like real-time action strategy which is like a an odd uh i don't know the the venn diagram of overlap seems quite small um in terms of that but uh i thought it was fine like i th- i thought the world felt a bit bland and boring i thought visually it looked fantastic i thought it was a bit slow to get going uh, I haven't played much of it. I've only played like an hour of it, to be honest. So I started unlocking like more stuff and more layers of complexity and it does a good job teaching you them, but it's a lot of like standing around waiting and it's cool to watch like your minions fight, uh, piglins and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's decent. It's fine, but I should probably play a bit more of it. It's pretty chilled out and relaxing so far. I feel like it's going to get more daunting and complicated, but 
Does, yeah, it's it's fine. Does does the complete is the completion like ridiculous on that? Uh, I think the completion's tough, but I'm not fully. It didn't look too bad. It only has thirty achievements, but I think one of them is to like complete a campaign on like legendary or something. Um, and I think as well. So the way it works is you have like a big map and you uh, like play through the game and I don't know, reclaim a lot of different areas from the piglins and you're sort of like, I don't know, clearing the corruption from the map, I guess. And then you clear everything out and then that's like you beat the game and then you get another map at that point And that's like randomly or procedurally generated kind of like, minecraft itself so i assume it might be perhaps i'm not sure if all the structures are the same between worlds so i don't know if it's like you'll always have to fight a base that has like these buildings and these reinforcements and and so on but if it is if that is randomized as well i could imagine it's quite difficult in terms of guides because if it's going to be different for every single person that plays, like how do you yeah. get like a, you just have to be like really good at the game ultimately at that point. So it seems like it's tricky on true achievements. It's got a TA score of 5,567, which is very, very high. So it suggests that it is a hard list, although the game's new, so it could just be a time consuming list. And also because it's on game pass, um, a lot more people jump into it and try for a bit without the completion, kind of like what, what I've done at the moment. So that kind of pushes up the, the TA score as well. But yeah, I want to play more of it, but I'm not really in a rush to, so I don't know when or if that'll happen, to be honest. Uh, the other things I've been playing, I've been playing SpongeBob SquarePants, The Cosmic Shake, which is... So you played Battle for Bikini Bottom, right? Yeah. The, the remaster and we yeah. both we both enjoyed it we both thought it was like a chill time right like that was yes yeah it was nice for me it's a game from my childhood that that i, I really love i think it's it it's like way better than it has any right to be which is is surprising this one so this is a spiritual successor to battle for bikini bottom i think the previous game is a lot better it's like crazy that this even exists or has come out all it's kind of like a six out of ten it's like a really relaxing game uh it's not very difficult it's probably more difficult than battle for bikini bottom slightly there's some tricky achievements there's like you have to beat a few of the bosses without being hit and but yeah it's a mostly like a -a collect-a-thon uh platformer it's the level design is disappointing in some ways especially compared to battle for bikini bottom because the some of the levels just feel like stuff is just like randomly placed everywhere like it kind of feels like almost like a user generated or like a a, i don't know maybe even like a randomly generated but like bad seed generation world which is really disappointing but then some levels are just like i don't know i think elegantly is probably overstating it but sort of relatively well designed and and directed as an experience so it's kind of all over the place in that sense but it's always fun and you're always going from like i don't know challenge to challenge like because you breeze through it it's like it never 
stays in like one location or on like one idea for too long, which I think really helps it in terms of pacing. But it's it's okay. It's uh yeah, six out of ten. It's fine. If you, it, I think it's quite cheap now, so I'd recommend it in that sense as well. But then also, been playing uh, the Callisto Protocol, which or I also gave a six out of ten. Oh yeah. Anyway, also SpongeBob. The completion is really easy as you'd expect. But yeah, Callisto. <laughs> this game is really. It really makes me feel conflicted because the game's beautiful visually, like it looks incredible. It, in fact, playing the Dead Space remake afterwards, in terms of like raw fidelity, I was like, Callisto looks way better. In terms of design and direction, Dead Space looks better. So it's not actually like, so so before people get their like pitchforks out, that I'm like, oh, Callisto, Callisto better, you know, like. Um, no, I actually think Dead Space is better on the whole and also looks better in the sense of the way the enemies are designed and the way the, I don't know, like I, I love some of the lighting aspects of Dead Space as well. Oh, yeah. It's true from the incredible. Yeah, it's true from the, a lot of that is retained from the original game as well. So like it was when you were talking about it before, it was kind of awkward because you'd played the remake and I'd played the original, but we both hadn't played the other one that the other had played. So yeah. now that I've played both, like, yeah, a lot of the stuff in the remake of Dead Space, it's pretty much the same as in the original, but it, it just works so well. I mean, it's it's kind of a, a really great remake in the sense that it's like, it realizes the aspects of Dead Space's design that are timeless and... Like, it doesn't attempt to reinvent them. It just sort of polishes them up and is like, you know, this was amazing back then and we can still make it amazing now. And it it does that so well. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Callisto is annoying because it looks really good. Some story aspects are really promising and intriguing and interesting it doesn't really go anywhere with the story it goes into like cliches and i don't know it's just like there's some sequel bait stuff and some just i don't know like it it feels like it's kind of pulling its punches a bit there's one of the antagonists he's sort of teased early on and you're like this guy seems like he's going to be like a real dickhead like in the best way possible like he's going to be awesome as an adversary and then he just kind of disappears for the whole game or most of the game and then is less interesting when he comes back so there's there's stuff like that where it's like there's so many missed opportunities in terms of in terms of the story but also a few interesting aspects to it as well there were a couple of things that surprised me and i was like oh that's actually really well done and then gameplay is weirdly melee focused and the melee is very flawed it's very first of all the the melee combat kind of kills a lot of the tension in the game because you can just hold so you can just hold left or right and you will dodge every single attack you have to alternate them unless you have auto dodge on but you just hold a direction and you will dodge every single attack from an enemy like no like there's it an enemy cannot hit you if you alternate like left and right so 
that kind of is dumb for a, a game that's trying to be scary. And then the other problem is that like if you're against one enemy, that will work every time. If you're against two enemies or more than one enemy, it completely falls apart and the camera doesn't know which enemy to focus on and you dodge one and get hit by the other and you'll be like fighting one and whittling one down and then you'll auto-target the other one when you don't want to because you're about to kill one. And it's just like really annoying. So it goes from like way too easy and not all scary to really like tedious and frustrating and annoying. But then the stuff with the guns I found really compelling. You, you can, it's weird. They added like a dismemberment mode update very, very recently. And I was kind of like confused because the game has dismemberment in it or already. It's not used a lot because the game pushes you to use melee combat all the time. And eventually you do dismember people with melee as well. But yeah, it's just, a, a it kind of feels like it doesn't know what it's doing as a game in terms of gameplay. It feels like there's gold there though, which is what's really frustrating and conflicting about it because it, it feels like there's an amazing game here. The enemies aren't really that interesting. There's a couple that are interesting, but it's kind of like worse necromorphs, basically. It's just like kind of more generic zombies. There's a part of the game where the enemies can mutate, but mutating just basically means the enemy has two health bars instead of one. And again, it's not really scary or imposing. It's just tedious because it's just like, oh, you've just got to kill every enemy twice, which is kind of like the, um, what are they? The crimson heads in the old resident evil games. It's kind of like that, but I don't know, worse and doesn't work in the way it works in resident evil remake where it's actually tense in that game, in this game, it, it isn't because basically everything just mutates and it makes it really obvious when it's going to mutate. Some of the weapons are really cool. Some of the upgrades are really cool. It has a, like, what, one of the things I really love about Dead Space is how good the plasma cutter is. And Callisto's starting pistol can also be upgraded to be, like, amazing, which I love when games do that. And both of these games do that, which is nice. The achievement list kind of sucks well the base a thousand you can get in one playthrough in about eight hours so it's a really quick completion the hardest difficulty isn't that hard you can kind of get yourself into a bad situation with it there's a couple of in fact i worry about whether you can soft lock yourself in this game because there's some unskippable boss fights that if you don't have enough ammo when you go into the arena, I don't know how you win, but I never ran into that issue, but I'm, I I feel like some people might run into that issue or might have run into that issue. The base game is really easy, but then there's, they added an update, which is a hardcore mode and a new game plus mode. And so I had to do like three or four extra playthroughs just for like 80 gamer score. And I don't know why I did it. Like, it's like 1,080 points. They've got this contagion mode as well, but that's paid DLC, and I, I can't be bothered to pay for it and play through it again because it's literally just a mode that you just play through the game again. It's just like another hard mode they added. What are um, they doing over there? Yeah, I did. so I did the hardcore mode, and I the reason I did it, I was kind of like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, why? Like I've already played through the game once. Why am I playing through it like three, four more times just for like 80 points? 
and I realized it was because this game, this game's about five hours long. Like it, it could take seven if you hardest difficulty collecting everything going slow, but it, it's roughly five hours long. Half of that, half of the game is cutscenes or worse than cutscenes. So there's actually not that many cutscenes in this game. There's maybe 45 minutes worth of cutscenes, maybe an hour and a half at most, like maybe double that or ish. I don't know. It It's tough because defining what is and isn't a cutscene in this game is difficult, which is nice in terms of story because it never takes you out of the action. Like it wants to do the thing that Dead Space does where it's like minimal HUD and you like seamlessly go from gameplay to cutscene. So there's not too many true cutscenes. Yeah, probably about 45 minutes. But there's a lot of like walk slowly and talk or go through a crawl space or shimmy through a crack or walk across a balance beam or whatever. And it's really, really frustrating. And it's clear it's to hide loading and it's very frustrating trying to replay the game and it's very disappointing even on a first playthrough so we were talking re4 remake before and how that like forced walking section that's like a slight annoyance for replaying the game the stuff in callisto protocol it's annoying on your first playthrough like you'll notice it you'll be like this is fucking stupid like there's there's a part of the game it's about halfway through the game where you you basically get into this big vehicle with another character and then you have like a cutscene where you drive somewhere and then you get out. I'm not going to say where for, for spoilers and I'm, I'm going to be vague. You get out of the vehicle, you walk around this place slowly. There's no combat, no danger. You can only walk slowly. You sort of talk to the person you're with, you go, you find something, you get it. You go back to the vehicle. You then have essentially another like cutscene at that point. Then you show up at this other area you have to walk slowly with the other person. Uh, you walk in, you go into an elevator, you uh, have a conversation while the elevator's going up. You get to the top, you have a cutscene where there's like some stuff going on and you're, you're talking and people are arguing and blah, blah, blah. And then some other stuff happens and action set PC moment happens, but basically you just have to choose whether you move like left or right, left or right. And then... At the end of that, you have another cutscene, and then you get up, and then you, with this other character, uh, walk through these like tunnels, and you're walking very slowly, and nothing happens, and then you get to like this giant elevator shaft from the elevator you went up before, and it's all like fucked up now, and then you uh, you you walk around. And you crouch under some stuff and you climb down a ladder and then you crouch under some other stuff. Then you walk across balance beam and then you climb another ladder and then, (laughs) and then you essentially fall down and then it fades to black and it goes to another cutscene, and then you're hanging upside down and it's still a cutscene, And then you fall down and then the gameplay resumes. And that like sequence is like 30 minutes, maybe. And it's in the middle of the game and it's completely unskippable. And it's genuinely like when you're replay when you're playing the game for the first time, you get like 15 minutes through that sequence and you're like, like, what's going on here? 
then when you're replaying the game, you're like fully checked out. You're like, I'm, I'm going to put like a podcast on or not even a podcast. I'm going to like watch something on another monitor and just hold the analog stick forwards. And it, I don't know. It feels like it wouldn't be so bad if the game wasn't so short. If so, part of the reason I wanted to replay the game was because there's not enough game here. Ultimately, like so little of the game is actually playing it. And the other problem this has, so when you're in like the forced walking sections or like the crawl spaces or the shimmying, you know that you're not like in danger, right? Like you know that you're not being attacked. There's no tension because enemies can't kill you when you're in these spaces. They can, there's some like artificial scares, right? Like you'll be crawling through something and then, you know, some of of them jump out, but you you can't fight the thing in there. Like it's not gonna like, they're not, I don't know, real. So it completely gets rid of all the tension is a big problem. You're not like engaging with the game. The game clearly signals when you're in one of these sections. It's not like there's any tension as to whether like things are gonna, gonna get like actiony at any point. Like they, they don't, it's, it's really disappointing to me. See, that's what I said about Dead Space is like those those moments where you're just like exploring and you're like, I feel like there hasn't been an encounter in a while and I'm about to get jumped. And those kind of like high intense moments are nice whenever you just like are you you got to be on your toes. And a, a yeah. game that's like it's it's just telling you like, yeah, you're good. <laughs> like it's Yeah, this is intense. the safe part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it messes up. Also, the game is incredibly linear as well like it's it's so linear that there's no because one of the things that dead space remake does amazingly is the the backtracking and making the ishimura feel like one big connected ship that you can like freely walk through the whole thing basically i replayed that game so many times yeah and when you when you go back to it the when you go back to areas like new enemies show up and there's stuff with like uh the thing that i always loved about the original and the remake is that once you um, you go through the USM Valor, suddenly there's there's twitches on the the Ishimura as well, and you're like, oh, this place just got like even more dangerous. Like it was already so so bad, and now it's so much worse. Like now that this like other type of necromorph has has got onto the ship, basically, like it's yeah, it's it's ridiculous. The yeah the the stuff with Callisto is just so disappointing and engaging and interesting I-, I wish there was a sequel i don't think there's going to be but it's worth playing to experience i think there's some stuff that's really goofy there's like a there's like a water slide segment which is used in some of the marketing and it's like i don't know i don't know if they're just having fun with it at this point but i'm i'm for it sure that also the game really isn't scary it- it's a huge problem there's something wrong with the jump scares in this game. Like it feels like the audio's delayed on them for me, at least. I don't know if anyone agrees with me on this, but there's like there'll be like jump scares, but the scare cue comes like after the jump scare, and so you're like, well, well, I'm not scared. Like you see, you see the thing, and, and it doesn't make a noise, and then it yeah. and then it does the noise way after, and you're like, well, I've already seen the thing. Like, <laughs> like you've not timed it right. Yeah, so stuff doesn't seem properly choreographed right there's an art to it i think and they they just didn't didn't get it right yeah you've you've piqued my curiosity with this game because like i have been saying for a long time oh i'm gonna pick up callista protocol 
It's going to be something that I'm going to play. And I just, I, I'm now going to be picking it up after Dead Space. And yeah. so I'm like, oh, I just kind of want to see it. I just want to see it. That's yeah. like where I'm at. Yeah, you should. It, it's it's pretty cheap. Again, I gave it a six, so it's still good overall, I'd say. I think it kind of gets unfairly hated on, which is funny given I've sort of hated on it. But it, it's like the flaws are so obvious, I think, and unavoidable. There's some stuff with, yeah, how the, how the world's designed I quite like. I just wish there was more to do, and I wish there was more gameplay and more combat and just more stuff going on in it, which is an odd thing to say. The game's... The game doesn't outstay its welcome, which is nice. I mean, it's it's nice that I finished it and I wanted more, and I genuinely did want more, both in terms of, like, that the game was disappointing, but also in terms of, like, I want to play more of it. Playing it was actually fun, like like that kind of thing. So, yeah, I'd still recommend it on, you know, if you can find it for cheap. Dead Space, I played right afterwards. And it's so much better. It's incredible. So good. And so good. I was saying, so to tie, like, a lot of this together, I mean, except SpongeBob and Minecraft Legends, they have nothing to do with anything. But, um... Dead Space Remake, I think, is better than the original. So I've kind of like flip-flopped in terms of versus what I think about Resident Evil 4. I think the Dead Space Remake is better than the original Dead Space. And I thought you would think that. It, I mean, when I played it, man, I was blown away. <laughs> like The game is really good. It's really good. Yeah, I didn't think it at first. There was... I felt like the there was some stuff with the movement that I wasn't quite sure about and some stuff early on that i wasn't quite sure about but the more i played it the more i could really get into it and felt like the decisions made sense and that it was really refined and yeah the i think i enjoyed when i played on impossible that like i love how when you shoot the necromorphs now they're like before you get to like the bone, like the, the like muscle comes off and stuff, like it's all like messed up, but it's like a way of like visually showing their health and they seem Dude. more resistant to getting dismembered than they do in the original. Dude, which... and t- can we talk about the force gun? Did you see it? Oh yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's amazing to just blow their skin off. It's awesome, dude. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the best weapons in, in the whole game. It's such a Absolutely. fun weapon. It's one of the best weapons in games ever i mean the thing about dead space the original and the remake is that collection of weapons is like it it's not iconic because it's like not famous enough to be iconic but if it if it was more famous it would be iconic because it's just they're just such creative and fun and incredible weapons i mean it's kind of like you know like a a series like um like Ratchet and Clank, they're like known for their weapons, right? And, right. Um, I mean, Insomniac generally, I suppose, because also um, like Resistance has interesting weapons, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel the same similarly about Dead Space with how they just have such cool guns, like the line gun, the force gun. The pulse rifle's less interesting, but yeah, that's probably the only one that isn't really a compelling weapon. Well, I think it's that way because 
like all of the other weapons are tools, man. They're yeah, tools yeah. for for the spaceship and like for for repairing things and for being an engineer and like things things like that. But the the pulse rifle is actually a rifle. It's a gun. Yeah. But like all the other things are just tools that are being used as weapons, and it's so fucking fun. It's that's yeah. why it's so cool. I mean, it's so yeah, incredible. it's awesome. The, it, yeah, it's cool as well, actually. Yeah, with the pulse rifle, when you get to the USM Valor and it's like more of like a military area, um, they've got like loads of like pulse rifle ammo there and stuff because it's like they're like kitted out for it. That it's like a cool way to tie like world building and like narrative into gameplay with like the pickups that you get reflecting it like it's just like a it's not even like a crazy thing that the game does but it's just like one of the the details it does when you get to like the shooting range and you get like tons of tons of uh pulse rifle ammo when i got to the shooting range as well um you know you get attacked in the in the shooting range i was still trying to hit the targets because i was like i need to get like a high score surely but no you don't you just have to kill the enemies which i didn't have to survive yeah i made it a lot harder for myself unintentionally dude those small details that you mentioned like another great one is like they didn't have to do it but they did and i i thoroughly appreciated it it's like when you put weapons into your storage and like the only you only get ammo for the weapons that you're carrying so just yep. get getting rid of things is like, oh, well, I'll never see that ammo pop out of an enemy, which yep. is really nice. It's like really, really nice. Yeah, you want to know something that sucks? Uh, in sucks? the Callisto protocol, if you ever build another weapon, uh, it's over for you. You're going to get ammo drops for that, for that weapon. And your inventory in the Callisto protocol... For some reason, they went full like old school Resident Evil. You have six slots total for stuff, and things like healing items don't stack. And uh, yeah, it's it's really bad. The inventory system in in that game sucks. But Damn. I was just reminded of it because of how much better Dead Space does it. It's with. so much better. It's it's such a small thing, but when you get the, the small things right, it makes a great game. Damn. Yeah. The uh, I love. Yeah, I love the the UI as well and the HUD and everything. I love when I fi- I always felt it was so cool in the original and in the remake where when you get the rig upgrades, you like go into the store thing and it like does the like the like welding thing in the door and then you come out with the with the upgraded suit. It's it's so good. And I love what they did with so in the original game one of the biggest differences was that between chapters you'd take the tram but you wouldn't really backtrack. Like you wouldn't be able to backtrack. There'd be like separate levels on the ship and you would sort of backtrack because there were some chapters, you know, like, and this is the same in the remake, you know, that like chapter two takes place in medical, but then chapter like chapter five also takes place in medical. One of the, one of the latest chapters also takes place in medical. You know what I'm saying? Cause you get the, yeah. the broadcast where, yeah. So you go back. It, it was like that in the original as well. Um, but you didn't have like free, like if you missed something in medical after that, you like never go back. Well, maybe you go back, but the, uh, but once you miss something, there will be like clear points of no return. Whereas in the remake, there isn't really that as much, especially on the actual Ishimura. Yeah. It's such a cool improvement to the remake to have the whole ship be like a connected, thing that you can walk between you don't even have to use the trams in some examples you 
you can like use them optionally as almost like a fast travel thing, which is really cool. Yeah, it's it's so good. The improvements are great as well. The the backtracking's really good. There's an aspect of of danger because you you're never set you never feel like you're safe anywhere, even if you've already explored a place. In fact, I found the backtracking could be like more dangerous than the the levels or like the progression in some way. Uh yeah, it was it was really good. Just incredible experience. The just thinking about I thought Impossible was fine. The Plasma Cutter is like one of it might be my favorite mm, no, I don't know. It's, it's it might way be up my there. favorite weapon. Yeah, games. it's a great fucking gun, dude. It's really good. I, that, that's what I focused on whenever I was playing on Impossible. I focused on my plasma cutter. Yeah, it's just like against the standard necromorphs, it's undoubtedly the best weapon. They also made the flamethrower good, which surprised me because it was terrible in the original. Well, good is maybe an overstatement. It, it's yeah, I didn't use better. it very much. It's better in the remake than it used to be, which is nice. I appreciated the uh, trophies and achievements that were like, use this weapon on yeah, 50 yeah. enemies or whatever. I, I, it made me use everything, which was really nice. Yeah, the... Yeah, for me, it was like, yeah, Plasma Cut is the best, then the Force Gun, then probably the Line Gun, then the Flamethrower, then probably the... Then probably the Pulse Rifle, and then the Ripper is probably the worst gun. Oh, I like the Ripper. It, I, it grew on me over time. Like, if you upgrade that weapon, it, it became one of my favorites. Real quick. But, it's only really viable against single targets, though, right? Single big targets. No. I think that, when, especially when the when the blade bounces around when you shoot it, is really, really useful. Oh, do you just use mostly secondary fire at that point? Yeah, if, if, if you switch to secondary fire when there's multiple enemies, it will bounce around and, like, you'll see them, like, fall because they're getting their limbs chopped off as it's bouncing around it's awesome <laughs> yeah you know? the problem with I, I always found the problem with secondary fire with that is it's not very ammo efficient that's true that is a, one of the biggest problems but it's it's pretty ammo efficient whenever you're just using that one you get their like their legs off and then you just go up and you just chainsaw them to death pretty much <laughs> yeah yeah but it, that's it's kind of awkward in the primary is like single target secondary multiple but it's incredibly ammo inefficient it's awkward yeah i mean i feel like it's a really cool gun though and it's it is cool really fun to use as Again, well another tool for cutting yeah and then you turned it into a weapon <laughs> it's awesome oh shit dude so many cool weapons in that game. i like that the you don't have to get all the logs for the collectible achievement as well i don't know if we yeah we mentioned that before, but that's that's a great uh, thing. I think the original had that as well, if I'm not mistaken. It's nice. So many aspects of the original game. It's just like I don't know. It, it feels awkward to give them credit for it, but them like taking it forward and just sticking with it is is awesome. And it just like reminds you how it was so smart to do a remake of this in the sense that even with like more horror games and more remakes of horror games, there's still nothing that really replaced Dead Space. So there's like always room for it, always time for it, I suppose. So I really hope they remake Dead Space 2 as well. Dead Space 2 is 
equally as amazing as the original, if not more amazing. Yeah, um, I'm I'm really I would be really excited to play that. Yeah. I I really love Dead Space 2. I f- think I maybe prefer the first one, but I'm not sure. It's really close. They're both like as good as each other. Basically, they're different. Dead Space 2 is much more actiony than the first game, but oh the so the only negative I think for the the original Dead Space is I think that the I feel like the story isn't great. I feel like the world is really great. And like, I like the lore and the stuff to do with like unitology and all that. Like, I think all that's quite cool and interesting and the atmosphere and the world and all of that is fantastic. And I think the moment to moment stuff can be pretty good as well in terms of the, the logs that you read and just like the environmental storytelling. I like all of that stuff, but I feel like the main narrative isn't very strong. I don't know how to get into it without spoilers, but I feel like it's quite... You're welcome to spoil it. I'll just spoil it. Yeah, so... um, The stuff with Nicole is kind of... It's quite awkward still. It's arguably more awkward in the original, if I remember rightly. Um, I'm pretty sure in the original... I I might be wrong, but... You know, um, so the, the final... Like right towards the end, uh, you discover that Nicole was dead the whole time, and the person you thought was Nicole was actually this scientist from Hydroponics, I think. That's like another survivor that's alive on the ship. Um, that character, that other survivor, isn't in the original game. So Nicole is just purely hallucination for Isaac. So like she's not even like an. There's not like another person that that he thinks is. Nicole it's just all in his head and I don't know why they change it I assume there's like a a reason they changed it probably because like perhaps in the original there's stuff that doesn't make sense in terms of you know there's stuff where Nicole will like open doors for you and like tap away on a keyboard and do stuff I guess maybe they were like this makes no sense if she's just purely a hallucination like how like she can't physically interact with the world so they made it so she's a woman like another person on the ship. Yeah. So I, I assume that's why they did it. I I'm pretty sure she's just a hallucination in the original, but it still feels a bit clunky. It felt like it was foreshadowed really, really obviously for me in a way that's kind of, it feels like the twist should come sooner in the story instead of being like a last minute thing. I thought that they did a better job in the remake emphasizing the tragedy of the situation and like the the how like brutal it is and sad like Isaac is like a very tragic character like in terms of I mean he doesn't really get a break right like like things do not go well for him even though he survives he survives and he is like wrought with grief and anguish and his head is also arguably well so, so so now i have to be careful because i can't talk about dead space 2 or dead space 3 um but, <laughs> yeah that's but, true but he's he, so isaac at the end of dead space 1 is in a state where you know he's he's lost everything essentially and yeah. he's also been completely mindfucked by the marker directly that's that's what i was gonna ask you about like what is the hell is it with the ending and what what's the difference between the two like they're one i don't know it was weird 
Okay, so we don't have to, yeah, fully go into lore, but basically, the so there's stuff with the marker that it was like man-made, right? It wasn't discovered as an alien artifact. It was like it was like replicated, basically. So the stuff towards the ending, the like secret ending, is that he's basically gonna like make another one, and it that starts the events of Dead Space Two. Yeah, so he's yeah, so it's it's like really really sad. And there's stuff with one of the like Nicole side quests where you learn about Isaac's relationship with his parents as well. And that's really, really sad. And he kind of, the last time he spoke to Nicole seemingly, or one of the last times he spoke to Nicole, it was like this really bitter argument and they never got to like reconcile their relationship essentially before she died. So there's a lot of real like grief and sadness in what happens to him and what he's going through. And I thought that was handled a lot. Like that's probably the the strongest aspect of the story for me um, with what they did with the remake. But I still feel like the twist is kind of clunky. It's kind of like very forced. It's a bit awkward. I mean, it it's, it's handled a lot worse than what they do with Bioshock, which is like very similar um, in some ways, but, I think I think they really lay it on thick that things aren't what they seem. And then when the twist happens, it's a bit, I don't know, overwrought. I'm not, I'm not sure fully how to describe uh, what I mean. I guess it's odd as well, because for me, I can't go back to experiencing this without knowing the twist, right? right. Um, but they were making it so painfully obvious that Very it felt... Obvious. That it that I, I was like, I actually started to question in the remake. I was like, are they gonna bamboozle me? Are they gonna like double twist or something? Like, are they gonna <laughs> are, they, are they gonna know that I know that she's dead? And are they gonna do something? De- they're gonna like make it so she's alive, right? Like that would be that would be nuts, right? If they did that, well, so it was I, on the nose with the things she's saying, like. Just the dialogue that she had, I was like, mm, that wouldn't, she wouldn't say that. Yeah, she says, uh, like, make us whole again uh, way yes, too many times. Oh, yeah, so many times. And I'm like, what are you, you're crazy or you're not real. Yeah. And that's and you, what it ended up being, one of the options. Yeah, and you hear it from other characters and other, like, insane people and and there's stuff with, so they also make it obvious because, so... Kendra starts seeing people as well that aren't there, right? Like she goes in on the voice comms and is like, I'm seeing, I think it's her brother, right? Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So they make it obvious with that as well. Cause then you're like, okay, so, so Nicole's not, not really there, right? And then they do it, they kind of do it to a lesser extent with Hammond where, um, he seems to see, is it Shen? The, the guy who gets turned into the, the, the guy from your crew that gets turned into a necromorph yes, at the beginning. Yes, that's right. That's correct. He seems to, Hammond seems to see him as though he's like not a necromorph at, at, right. at one point or, or he like has like an overwhelming set. And it's obviously like the markers messing with everyone. Right. So, and, and that, that is another, like, that's an aspect of the story that I actually really like. I love that. It's like psychologically, like fucking with all these people in different ways. And, and they are just all like losing their minds in different ways. Um, but yeah, so there's stuff with that as well. Um, and it, it's consistent, but again, it's like, 
it, it feels for me, it feels like the twist shouldn't be like the linchpin of the whole story. It should be something that happens maybe like chapter eight or something. Right. And then you have right. like an extra thing at the end. I feel like that would have made everything come together a lot better than it being like, because at the end they still treat it. They're like surprise. And it's like, okay, well, well I knew there was something up already. And I, in fact, like, I feel like you can kind of gather that she probably is just dead, like completely. Um, oh yeah. But I mean, it's the fact as well that like everyone else is dead as well. Like, I'll tell you what, what I didn't see coming. I thought she was going to be a figment of imagination. I didn't think it was going to be another person. I thought that that was pretty cool, but that's because I never played the original. So like, I thought that the marker manipulating two different people to make them collaborate is pretty fucking awesome. Like that's crazy to be able to, have that kind of manipulation power and like they mutually helped each other thinking that the other person was somebody else and i was like that's fucking awesome that's really cool but yeah i don't i'm not sure i'm i kind of liked that she was a pure hallucination in the first game because i think what this sets up so very minor spoilers for dead space 2 in fact, it's not really a spoiler if you've seen the secret ending for Dead Space 1. Uh, Isaac keeps seeing Nicole. Like, he, yeah. he keeps seeing her. And he sees her in that alternate ending, right? Uh, yeah. And in the main ending, actually. Um, Both, yes. Yes. So, the reason it's kind of clunky in the remake is that in the remake, he's just seeing her as, like like, she is another person. But now he's seeing her as, like, purely a figment of his like it's kind of awkward because in the first game it was like like the original it was completely um consistent in that he would always see her as a as just a hallucination whereas it's kind of awkward now in the sense that he saw another person as her but now seemingly going into dead space 2 he's going to see her as a hallucination because i assume that in the like surely in the ship it's not actually another person, right? It's it has to be a hallucination at this point. Otherwise, it it's be. just like even more awkward, right? That there's going to be someone yeah. that's just like following him around through like all the Dead Space games. Like it doesn't. It feels like that makes less sense to me. But it, why couldn't it be both? That's it's perfect. You know, a hallucination and a real person at different no, points. I don't. I mm, I don't know. It feels a bit. No, because then it feels like they're sort of doubling and tripling down on on the twist itself, right? Then it feels like they're hanging everything on it, right? It reminds me of... Um, have you seen the Mission Impossible films? I have not. I want to, though. There's, a, there's, there's like a... Uh, there's an aspect of them where uh, people make these, like, masks, and the masks are, like, exact replicas of another character's face. And they also get like their voice as oh, well. Oh yeah. And basically okay. the whole the whole thing is you you like never know if the person in the scene is actually that person in that scene or if they're wearing like a mask and are like a, a different person. Right. And so I feel like you get that problem here where if if you if you're making it like that complicated and that awkward, then you kind of can't trust anything anymore. And it but less less of like in like a spooky like uncertainty way and more in just like a this is so fucking chaotic that i'm just not gonna 
be able to take it seriously. You you get what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah, I, I understand. Like, like, you know, if you like look at a character and you're like, oh, is that this character or is that this character? Or maybe it's this character or this character, yeah. maybe this character. And then it's like, well, or maybe it's nobody. The point? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or maybe they're not there at all. Yeah. You've got this problem where it's like, <laughs> how, how am I supposed to even engage with the, the narrative at this point? I mean, it's more insane, sure, but I, I feel like you're struggling to tell a coherent story at that point. So yeah, yeah it, it's interesting. So I feel like I've kind of explained some of my problems with the twist, some of the issues with the story. It's really on the nose in some ways, but there's some stuff I like. I love the stuff with the world. Uh, I love the stuff getting more of his backstory, Isaac's backstory, more of the crew are in the remake as well. It's really, really fantastic. I might prefer it to Resident Evil 4 remake. Not sure. It's a tricky one. Well, I think I do. I love Dead Space remake. It was really good. Yeah, the, the gameplay is phenomenal as well. Just amazing. Uh, but do, you have, do you have some more to talk about? I do. Okay, so this should be quicker-ish, maybe. I've been playing Inscription. Uh, oh yeah inscription is incredible i think it's one of the best games of all time uh i was torn between like a nine or a ten and then i played more of it and i was like yeah this is this is a ten this is great it's i will say it's a deck building escape room game and not go into further details on that the story is phenomenal like completely incredible i feel like i'm maybe a bit of a sucker for like the indie like arg type stuff maybe but despite that i love what it does with its tone and atmosphere and world and narrative and i the reason i wasn't fully convinced i was like is this game like really really good or is this game truly one of the greats was that i was like okay so the story and the enemies and the bosses and the 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 world and the music and the atmosphere and all of that is incredible. However, is the gameplay actually good or is it just sort of all theatrics and all like, uh, you know, keeps you guessing and keeps you thinking and, and is sort of like a distraction from the gameplay and maybe the gameplay isn't that good. The gameplay is really great, which I, I wasn't fully sold on because... Because it's like a deck building game, I feel like you have to play quite a bit to actually know if the systems are balanced, if the decks are balanced, if the encounters make sense, if there's tactical depth, if there's strategic depth, how the card choices matter, that kind of thing. And it's quite a complex topic. It's it's weird to say that. I feel like maybe that's a hot take, but for most games, I feel like when you pick it up and you start playing it, you kind of immediately get an idea of like, is the gameplay good or not? Whereas I feel like for deck builders, it can be a bit more complicated. There's somewhere I've started playing them and I'm like, oh, this is incredible. And then you get like 10 hours in and you're like, actually this, this sucks. This doesn't work because I found like this exploit or I found that like this type of thing never works when it should. Or there's this thing with the RNG where it just like fucks you over sometimes and is like totally stupid, that kind of thing. But no, this game is amazingly balanced. The cards, the way they play off each other is, is really cool. I really love the variety you can get into your builds. 
and on like a technical like gameplay level it it's not as deep as a game like Slay the Spire it's not trying to be but it's fantastic in essentially every dimension like in every way you can engage with it and there's people who theorize like crazy about this game there's so much to read into so much to look at it feel it's one of those games where while you play it you feel like you're breaking it and the game like knows you are and it's kind of like i i don't know like it it's you never feel like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing but the game sort of stays two steps ahead of you as well so it's just like i don't know it feels like you've got like a battle of wits with the game itself which that's probably the most like unique aspect to it yeah it adds layers of complexity and intrigue as you go i hope people don't have it spoiled for them i'm trying to be i'm trying to be kind of tantalizing about it like oh this is interesting and intriguing but i don't want to go into details and specifics um to to avoid being spoilery and ruining any of the experience it only just came out on xbox last month but it's been on playstation and switch and steam for a while so i highly recommend it it's quite cheap uh the completion's quite tricky there's um a game mode after you beat the main game called uh casey's mod which is essentially a challenge mode and it was while playing that challenge mode that i realized how good the core gameplay is so yeah that that was the you it's kind of like slay the spire and that you when you do the challenge mode you have different difficulty modifiers that you add on to each other and you have to beat the game with them or or play through a set of the a segment of the game with with them on and then you unlock like even harder ones and and so on and you have to uh, beat a run with all of them on at the same time for an achievement and that's the hardest achievement in the game but it was really fun it was really satisfying i played it for 30 hours in like three or four days like it 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 consumed my life for a bit and was just an amazing time yeah very nice is that your last game uh i also played ghostwire tokyo oh hell yeah okay i'm about 12 hours in i'm enjoying it somewhat i'll probably talk more about it next time i feel like okay the other thing i was playing was chess near a thousand rating oh you're getting Uh, there are you gonna retire or are you going to keep going? I'm probably going to keep going. I'm at nine nine six, and so it's Whoa. like, oh, it's like one game potentially. But yeah, the yeah the, and I've played some more. Don't starve, but not enough to really have anything to say about it. Okay, and that's your nine. Yeah, that's everything. That's well, I played so Vampire Survivors and CS:GO as well, but I don't have anything to say about those. <laughs> um. I uh, I got over the uh, library fiasco where I returned the uh, Plague Tale Requiem and then I just booked it again and they sent me an email when it was ready and I went back and got it and I got the my 251st completion and I brought it back immediately. It was it literally I don't even know if I had it for a full day. I went and got it, finished the game, and <laughs> brought it back. But uh, uh, I uh, I started Death's Door and that was awesome okay so with a lot of these games that i got 
I was in this place where like I haven't been to a concert in a long time and I really, really want to go to a concert. And so I looked up bands in town and I found some some bands that I wanted to go see. And I was like, ah, I've heard these bands are good, but I've never listened to them. So I, what do I do? I make, I look up their set lists and I make playlists of what they're going to play at the sh- concert. And I was like, I want some games that I can sit back and like listen to music and play games, you know, like learn this music. And so I picked up Death's Door and I did I did enjoy the Death's Door music. I didn't just neglect it. I, I had like my times with where it was down and I listened to the audio and everything. But that game was really fun, like really charming, really, really fun. And I I just thoroughly appreciated how like exploration was it wasn't too crazy because like whenever i played uh tunic it was just too obtuse and i didn't like that and then i played death's door and i'm like okay i understand this like there's three bosses i need to defeat and like what i need to do is you know like it has a fundamental thing that i can follow and i couldn't do that with tunic so yeah yeah i I I prefer i prefer death's store to tunic as well but i need to finish tunic at some point but um god yeah death source great it's very very comfy very comfy so gaming comfy. it's it's really fun and i liked how you can backtrack through all the areas and they're all connected it was really really cool a lot of cool characters in that too there was some really charming stuff like the uh the sailor who's dead and like controlled by an octopus i'm a human though that shit was great um, I think his name's Jeffrey. <laughs> but anyways, there's just like so much good, charming life in that game. It had a lot of soul, which is funny because it was like a Souls-like game. But yeah, I, I mean, I tried out all the weapons on my first playthrough and I just really went hard on it. And then I played it completely different for my second playthrough with the uh, Umbrella Only. And like I focused all on magic. I didn't barely use magic at all during my first playthrough and that was i became so powerful i was like oh my god this is like overpowered you don't even have to use your weapon just stay back and just use magic a ton but so after that i moved on to biomutant which is a game that was free on ps plus and i was like you know what i did want to play this a while back when i saw the trailer i just want to see what it's like and i got into it and i was like this is really fun like just creating my own animal and then creating the resistances and making your own guns and your own blades and your own, like just making weapons out of like scrap and crap that you, that you find around the world. And then pretty cool to like upgrade your gear. And it, it was, it has like a really nice system in it, a nice loop, but it's one of those games where like, it's probably a six, maybe a six and a half. Like it's not that great. But it was so good to just like listen to music and roam around a free own open world. And the game has so much to do in it, by the way. It's one of those games where you can platinum it before you ever even beat the the final mission because there's just so much to do. So many side characters, like 16 side characters and God knows how many side quests. I did not finish everything before I, I closed the game down because I was like, I, I've had enough. But I was really looking for games that I could just kick back relax and like play these games it kind of got me back in the groove of playing games and so um i was really really grateful that i went to biomutant because like i 
I enjoyed my my time a lot, despite it being like a six to six point five. It's like I never had a dull moment with that game. It was fantastic and super fun the whole time. But yeah, that's a uh, that's pretty much it. Besides Resident Evil Four, so you know, why, I played that too. Why Biomutant? Why Biomutant? Yeah, just I don't know. Maybe it was the easy completion. It was just like the open world. It was really okay. I just wanted an open world checklist game. That's what I wanted, yep. and I could have gone to some Ubisoft game, but um, I remember that it was free. I, I was just looking through my games, and it was it was quick on the list. Maybe it's because it's in the B's, <laughs> but it was like, oh, I have that, and I was interested in it when they showed it at D three, but then I fell off. I thought it was a, like somewhere I got mixed messaging where I thought it was going to be like a multiplayer game where you're like running around a world with people and I'm like I don't want to be in an MMO but it was it's not an MMO at all it's a set world and you go and do things and I was like okay I'll just do that and so I was having a lot of fun doing it but I feel like we've talked about it so many episodes but I feel like you should try the Yakuza games Yakuza 0 especially but I feel like there's so much dialogue in those games yeah but so those games are like for for me i think those games are the like open world like tons of stuff to do like ubisoft yeah. style game like perfected like they're like the peak like there's no oh wow yeah i i don't think there's anything better i mean the map is very small in those games as well but there's like so much stuff to do like it's very small but it's very dense yeah it's like you can get across the whole map in a Yakuza game in like two minutes of like Whoa, running. Okay. Like like that's how that's how small and compact it is. But you if you want to do everything in that game, you will spend like a hundred hours in the game. So it's like yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy how they how they do it. But it's like there's just so much depth to it and so so many cool things to do and engage with that yeah, I'd highly recommend it. I mean, the yeah, the only like big like turn off is that Yakuza Zero, which I think you should probably play first. It's like one of the longest completions, so it's like once you once you're in, you're in. You know, like you you're yeah. in for like the long haul is the problem. Yeah, and and that's the thing is like that's the reason that I was not playing Resident Evil Four and I was like not feeling it at the time is because like I didn't want narrative or like cutscene heavy games, like nothing like that. And Biomutant really didn't have any of that at all. Like it was few and far between. You talk to a character, they tell you a little story, and then you are off in the world. And uh, that was it. And so I also bought, and I have, um, Burning Shores, like Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores DLC downloaded. But I'm like, I do, I just don't want to be in a narrative until after this concert like i just want to keep listening to this music and then i'm going to be ready for the show and it's going to be awesome and so like i've been finding these games where i'm like i can have music on or i can have a podcast on and just like relax and play and right now i'm not doing that with resident evil 4 i just i'm i'm in i'm in the mood for resident evil 4 i don't put any music on i don't play anything i just it's me and resident evil 4 and i'm having a damn good time actually maybe whenever i'm in the shooting ranges i have music on but that's it, you know. But it's just like that's that's the way that I've been gaming lately. But I'm I'm then coming you miss out of the it. shooting range music. 
Isn't it like circus music? Street Range music's a, a banger. It, when you, oh, especially when you get the bonus, it goes crazy. Oh, that's true. And the the bonus music is awesome. I don't I don't remember the regular music though. It's not memorable. <laughs> and I've been spending a lot of time there. Let me tell you. Oh my god. But yeah. Um, that's really it. What do you think about like that kind of that kind of relaxing, the relaxing you know way to play games just to like trophy and achievement hunt and relax? Oh, um, yeah. I'm. I feel like I don't seek it out that much, to be honest. Like, yeah, I don't I know if like there's. I feel like I'm more into like the more. I don't know, like hardcore gaming experience, like very challenging and demanding i don't know i'm not i'm not sure if um i feel like i get my patience for like the the tedium of of like a a relaxing completion it has gone way down i think i feel like i can only do it if it's like a really short short but sweet experience in that sense uh without sort of losing my mind halfway through but it depends on the game. Like, there's always factors of like how fun is the core gameplay. How, but it, it is nice to see like you know the numbers go up and feeling like you're you're clearing something out. I guess like filling out like a checklist. It, it can be nice. Yeah. But I feel like yeah, I can't do. I can only do like one of those games, and then I need to do other stuff. I can't uh, just purely focus on those games. Yeah, same here. And that's that's kind of what I've been doing. It's specifically just because I want to listen to if I had a podcast or something, it'd be nice to have like just that side game to do that during that podcast because otherwise, I mean, I use a, I use podcasts and things like whenever I'm doing real real life stuff, driving or doing dishes or whatever. And so whenever I sit down to game, usually it is a hardcore serious like focus on the design of this game and like you know, whatever, whatever's going on, it's like, that is it. I'm not one to listen to music during games, but whenever you can find like these open world games where you can just checklist it and like have a night where you're not going hardcore, that's really good to like step back into gaming, especially like, cause I was out of it for a second and it really did get me back in. And like when I picked up Resident Evil four and I'm like, damn, this is hard and I got to focus. And so like I got into it and it's been awesome. And I'm probably going to do the same thing with Jedi Survivor. I'm not going to listen to music while that while I'm playing that. Are you kidding me? That'd be crazy. But it just has to be, it's it's like you said, it's depending on the game. And I think that even casual gamers do that. Like you can just pick up a Call of Duty or you can pick up a whatever game and just turn off the sounds. I mean, probably Call of Duty is a bad idea, especially if you're going multiplayer because you got to hear like opponents and stuff, but. People have music on Duty Call of Duty lobbies. Have you never been in a lobby where you, someone has music freaking blaring in their mic? Oh shit, that's that throws me back. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, I uh, I've sometimes listened to music while playing COD. It depends. Yeah, it does. It's 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 just like one of those things. It's a it's a mood thing. I I think I don't think that it's for every game. Definitely not. But it, it drives me mad when someone's like, I've been playing this story-driven game and I've been listening to podcasts or music and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And they focus and listen to the audio design and the, the music, that the score. Like, what are you... 
Yeah, it's odd. It's kind of double-edged because I feel like if it's a game where I can like listen to music or something else going on, I'm more likely to get like bored of the game itself quicker because I don't have to focus mm. on it. So then it's like it's almost harder to keep playing in that sense. But it it totally depends on on the game. Like I, I like yeah. being able to get like fully immersed and focused on a game. I feel like that's like the best feeling when you're playing games typically. Yeah. I don't know. I I guess that's why Biomutant was so good for me is because whenever I was in the system, like in the menus and I'm like, Oh, I want to attach this blade to this handle. I want to create this weapon with this, you know, elemental effect. I want to, I want to combine it with this weapon and that weapon. And just like doing, building your own guns and, and, and melee and armor to like balance the character how you want it. And then listening to music on the side, like it's just, it works really, really well to be able to do that. And then you're like, Oh, now I want to go test out my stuff. So then you're making them an objective and then running across the map and like exploring. And it like, that's pretty much what the game was. There was combat in between lots and lots of exploration. Like you'd get to an area, there'd be a combat encounter. And then it's like, now explore this, like this old world ruin that has, you know, something on the top floor, a guitar to play, like little puzzles to solve, like pretty much like just exploring. It's pretty much all it was. But then in between that, where you're exploring and you're finding the pieces to make new weapons and stuff, like that's where it was like the loop was so good. And so I was constantly getting things, breaking them down, using the materials to make other things. And it was like a really nice loop. And I was just, I don't know, man, it was, it was only like a 30 hour game or 30, 40 hour game. And I knocked it out real pretty fast, I feel like. But I listened to music almost the entire time. It was fantastic. But yeah, that's all nice. I have this week. Cool. Uh, what's your do you have an achievement or trophy of the week? I do. And this is this is not like fun or uh, it's not clever. It's not funny. Nothing like that. It's just a good it was a good trophy and achievement. And I was like, I do want to highlight this. And it was from Death Store. And it was Academy of Umbrellas. The beat the entire game only using an umbrella as your melee weapon. It's not impossible. Like it was just really well done. Like if you just focus on your magic and you you upgrade certain things before others, like don't focus on strength because your melee weapon's not gonna do shit in that. It was just like not bad. It was just a fun time. And I was like, that's that's pretty good. I'll I'll I respect it. So I wanna I wanna shout it out. So. Yeah, I like that achievement. It's kind of like a, it's like a, a way of putting like a hard mode in the game. That's kind of like a secret, in a sense. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, and it's it's not even hard at the end. Once you like max out your your magic, and you've beaten some of the additional like magic bosses to upgrade your magic, yeah, it becomes unbelievable. Like if you light an enemy on fire and it just does damage over time, plus you have all the upgrades on your magic, it just wipes everybody out. It's really good, but yeah, at that the beginning it was really, hard. Really fun, and it is really fun. Yeah, it's like the perfect length and everything. Like it's it's great. Yeah, for me, uh, I've gone with uh, "You Wouldn't Steal a Spirit" from Ghostwire Tokyo, just to successfully protect at least three containment cubes in a single battle. Uh, I chose it because I like the the like the reference to the the anti-piracy ad that's like you wouldn't steal a car so it's like don't steal oh, yeah. a film 
Yeah. That, yeah. That, that advert's like hilarious. And then has been like parodied to death by uh, the IT crowd and just like the internet memeing about it all the time as well. Like, yeah, it, it just made me laugh when I got that achievement. I didn't realize the name was that. So yeah. And the, uh, the containment cube event, it's like a random event in the game and it gives you more spirits, which is always good because you got to collect uh, an absurd amount of them. Yeah. Uh, and it, there's a late game item, like a bracelet or something, that will point you in the direction of the closest ones. Yeah. The closest spirits, yeah, which is I've nice. Got, got one of those. It's, it's easy to collect the spirits at that point, but it's still an absurd amount, like over five, 500, yeah. I think. That's bad, man. The, uh, yeah, the, yeah. I've got the upgrade that lets you um, spawn one of those, like, guys that you can grapple onto. Mm-hmm. on the building oh yeah that's super yeah. useful that's so useful it's that's probably like the best skill. upgrade i've like i've got to be honest yeah uh do just, you have do you have the like glider does it yeah, it, yeah. Still, it has a glider yeah yeah i've got that maxed out as well like eight seconds of glide time or 10 seconds or something it's really good see my problem with that game is that it just was it was a lot of the same mechanics over and over again and then doing the same thing over again like kind of like what we were just talking about where you're where you can like just put music on and go do that shit because there's like there's nothing else going on. You got four. Yeah, it's four too moves. much. This game's too bloated. I think is my yeah my take. But I'm still enjoying it. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. It's pretty good actually. We'll talk about it more next year, next week. Yeah, Not, yeah, next year. <laughs> yeah, next but. year. <laughs> uh, that's how it is with Xbox. Everything comes to Xbox a year later. Inscription. It's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we'll talk about it next year, <laughs> but no, well, maybe they'll do it. the maybe they'll do Ghostwire Tokyo remake next year. Maybe, maybe so they got to remake everything, like yeah. sell it twice. But yeah, that's it. Do you have any final thoughts, AJ? Uh, no, I think I'm probably going to slow down on gaming a bit. Maybe I'm not sure. I was kind of I was going to get into Jedi Survivor, but I heard about the tech issues, and I was kind of like, ah. That's how I feel right now. Yeah, I feel like I want to wait a bit for patches, and I, I kind of got burned with... Well, not really burned, but I talked about how I was kind of annoyed with RE4 Remake, with how they like fixed the aiming when I was done with the game. And Yes. So I'm kind of like, I don't want that to happen again, and I don't care about Star Wars as much as I care about RE4, so I'm kind of like, maybe, maybe I'll wait. But I wanted to play Redfall, but then the 30 FPS thing, and I'm like, now I want to wait for a patch on that for 60 fps so yeah it's it's kind of frustrating um but i've still got so much on the backlog that i don't know i'll I'll see i do i feel the same way but i will in the in the month of may i think i'm gonna be gaming as much as i can because i don't know how it'll be when i start school but i'm still gonna try to game as much as possible because i love it i love gaming and i'm i was falling out for a bit and like I was like, man, I miss gaming so much, so much. And so Resident Evil's got me back and I'm going to play some more of it today and I'm hyped about it. But yeah, that's it. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Peace out. Happy hunting. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to Complete Edition. If you like the content, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash completion club. If you have any questions or would like to reach us, email completionclub at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Complete Edition.